0: All right, here we go. Boom, 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 boom. This is a variety show with no particular wait. That doesn't lead in. This is this is. <munes> this is a variety show with no particular niche, baby. It's always about hanging out. Maybe we'll laugh at some stuff, maybe we'll learn something new, but it's always about hanging out, me and you. Welcome to That Thing with James. I'm your host, James, the host with the most. Hey, coming right at ya. If you're listening, I'm penetrating your ear holes. If you are listening and watching, I'm penetrating all sorts of senses happening right now. Can you smell me? I hope so, because I smell good, baby. I am burning some Nag Champa incense to set the mood of this recording. Today, 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 I'm going to be talking about something called, well, someone called, Walter White. That's right. I just finished rewatching Breaking Bad. It was my second time watching the series. And uh, I should say right up front that this will be a spoiler heavy episode. So if you have not seen the show, uh, you might consider going and watching the whole series before uh, consuming this episode of that thing. Um, Otherwise, if you have seen the whole series, or if you just don't care about spoilers yet, haven't seen the series, uh, stick around. That's the warning. Also, real quick, Let's get some business out of the way. Of course, as always, if you did not know, I release one new bonus episode every damn week. And you can access the new bonus episodes and all the other bonus episodes that I have recorded and released in times past at patreon.com slash that thing with James. So if you enjoy this show and if you want a little bit more, go and check it out. I get a little more loosey goosey on that on the on the on the premium bonus episodes. So also, um, by becoming a member at patreon.com slash that thing with James, you can get uh some other benefits. I can give you shout-outs. If I really like you, I might even hand write and snail mail to you a thank you letter telling you how awesome you are, your support. Is greatly appreciated. Plus, it makes it easier for me to make this show and make it more gooder and more better. So, if you if you like this, I encourage you become a member today at Patreon.com/slash that thing with James. Doesn't cost much at all. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, I do. I'm always on the search for content because this is like a 99.99999% one-man show, uh, this thing with me, Um, and I'm always on the hunt for something to talk about. Give me a topic, give me a story, something to riff on. If you've got a story you want to share, if you've got any ideas for something you want to hear me riff on, um, send me an email that thing with james at gmail.com give me some content for the show and you 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 give me you give me a lump of coal and I will shit out a diamond so send me an email at that thing with james at gmail.com also contact me if you if you might possibly want to uh, be a guest on the show if you might want me on your show or if you just want to say really nice things to me it feels good to feel good send me an email that thing with james at gmail.com or another place you can share some shit posts and and good content for me to chew on is at my subreddit r slash that thing with james um yeah Go check it out. Go post. Go post. I've got so many things on my plate, I can't really uh, build everything up as much as I would like. But, you know, if you wanted to become a patron, I'd be one step closer to having the time to devote to uh, making more stuff for you to enjoy, to keep you entertained, to keep you company, to keep you inspired, baby. Uh, Let's see what else. I'm on TikTok and Instagram and Twitter. I actually just made a very funny Twitter feed about, um, you know, um, making up silly pronunciations for words like, like uh, cognac is actually pronounced cognac. Um, Well, anyway, my handle on social media is at James J. Asher. You can find me, again, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. I'm mostly active on TikTok and Twitter. Uh, And all this information will be in the episode description. Also, listeners, audio listeners, if you did not know, this show is also, there's a whole video part like what you're hearing right now, uh, for every episode that you hear on your on your podcasting platform, there's actually a video of me and my handsome face and the cool lights and my cool plants in the background set up on YouTube. Uh, so go check it out. And if you want, uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel. And YouTubers, if you are driving or something, if you're in a situation in which you can't really watch something, or if you just want to let your ears get titillated, I'm on basically wherever you have podcasts, uh, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, so on and so forth. I'm everywhere. I'm like COVID-19, baby. I'm spreading all over the place. And uh, let me tell you, my wit is lethal people are getting tickled to death with that thing with me. <laughs> so, yeah, um wherever you are consuming this show, consider please uh subscribing to the show, write a review, say whatever you think, you know. What it's whatever. So, uh, that's that's all out of the way. Um Business is over. Let's get on with the topic of Walter White specifically. I feel Walter White was not evil. Walter White was not evil. Um, So I I like to rewatch shows, movies, and stuff like that because you're not really watching the same thing over again because you as a, a viewer, are a different person. You're a different person from moment to moment. Physically, you, your cells are regenerating. You're, you're physiologically different. You're psychologically different. You're in a different life situation. You might be living somewhere or watching the show somewhere different. So you, the apparatus by which you take in stimuli is different then it was the first time you you uh, consumed a show. And that was no different from my experience re-watching Breaking Bad. And my God, it truly is one of the best TV shows ever made to date. It is so fucking good. And w- something that really stuck out to me, you know throughout the whole thing was the examination, the essay on, say, morality uh, and, and justice or justification was is any character in the show justified? Um, just from for my own little meta talk here, for my own benefit, I'm just going to assume that you, uh, dear audience member or members are familiar with Breaking Bad. It's just so I don't have to explain every moment. So, uh, again, if you haven't seen the show, I highly encourage you to watch it. It is phenomenal. It's phenomenally good. Um, and, and, and one thing I really appreciate about it, I noticed early on in this series is, uh, the cinematography and the camera Direction see there are other shows that are regarded as you know uh, uh, amazing legendary TV shows that everybody must see um, I there it happens so often for me personally with movies and TV shows where I want to like it, but it is difficult for me to watch simply because of Something like lighting or camera direction. So oftentimes, uh in in in, in so many shows, like a, a good example is a lot of the stuff um Ryan Murphy makes. I've noticed Ryan Murphy's the dude who did uh Nip Tuck and American Horror Story and and these really big popular shows. Um, one of the things I, I really want to like this stuff, uh, and, and I do enjoy it. I do see the value in it, but it's not easy for me to consume a lot of his stuff for multiple reasons, but one of which, and I'm I'm not saying I dislike the stuff. I'm just saying I don't like it as easily as so many others seem to like it. Um, something I've noticed in particular with Ryan Murphy and, Uh, and my girlfriend has been re-watching Nip Talk, and it's my first time watching it, and I'm I'm picking up on it, and I notice it in a lot of other shows. The camera doesn't seem to really have a reason. All right, that's vague. What do I mean by that? What I mean is uh, the camera movements seem not necessarily deliberate. So when you have a, a camera, when you when you're using a, a visual um, medium f- uh, for storytelling, especially, but for any kind of art, but especially for a storytelling, visual storytelling medium, every element w- that you present in the show ideally serves the story and helps communicate. Whatever it is you want to communicate, so a, a great example of someone who uses uh, the camera wisely to tell a story is Martin Scorsese, uh, and I know that he has is a huge fan of film and does always does lots of homages to other filmmakers. And that even goes into something like the way the camera moves, the way the editing happens, crossfades, juxtapositions, uh, zoom in, zoom out, um, framing, um, camera movement, camera stillness, focus. Uh, He is very keenly aware and deliberate in how he uses the camera and also where he places things within the frame of the image, okay? That's stuff I really enjoy. Um, And something that that came up, I guess, maybe the first thing to really utilize it was the hand cam sort of thing. It was mostly, uh, well, uh, the, the handy cam shaky camera thing was, I feel, it was used it's been used for a long, 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 long time. But the 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 show that initially exploited that as a style of filming, of visual storytelling, was the Blair Witch, that movie back in what 96, 97, something like that. Um, and after the Blair Witch, there were and still are so many movies and shows that try to emulate this very sort of raw um you know you're in the you're you're in the place uh handy cam sort of thing uh, another example would be like the office the camera never stops moving it's a little wobbly uh there's lots of zooms in um that kind of stuff gets really annoying to me because uh, it, it, it's so easy to be overused and it's so easy to lose uh, the the intent and the deliberation within uh, using that, say, strategy of storytelling to effectively convey a certain message in a certain way, okay? And so back to like Ryan Murphy, specifically Nip Tuck, um, I noticed like the camera really like closes in on a lot of faces. You see this in so many shows where it's just, really zoomed in on a talking head and then jump cut to another talking head. And then maybe this talking head is like picking up a magazine or their keys or something. And then the camera will just like, you know, for a split second, move down and show the hand and then move back up and then boom, boom, boom. And it's just muddy the use of the camera the 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 direction the communication via camera movement placement and editing is muddy now some now going back to breaking bad the thing that i really love about it one of the many things i really love about it is that the camera can and will sit still and the movements deliberate, if it wants to let on on a little secret or some foreshadow, it will be there in the camera movement, among other things. Uh, And that is just one example of one of the many things I enjoy about Breaking Bad, but something that's been sticking with my head over the past couple days since finishing rewatching it, but it was in my head throughout the entire rewatch, which lasted like one week. I, I binged the show was um is walter evil and i say fuck no i say fuck no um if you i i know it's a meme online uh the the phrase walter white did nothing wrong um and people use it just it, it's a meme it's a joke um but i have found a few Uh, few Reddit posts about it, and uh, at least one YouTube video about Walter White. And this particular one, I can't even remember the title of it, but the opening line fucking killed me. It was something essentially like, Walter White really was not a bad man. He just became based. And that's kind of how I feel about it too. Um, So let's ask the question here. Was Walter White evil? Was he a bad man? It's it's really hard to say what's evil and what's good because good and evil comes down to, say, perspective. Last night I was thinking of maybe, you know, you could, you could easily say someone is, is evil because they do something that makes you feel bad. But maybe to them, they think that they are doing something good. And often, if you want to make a compelling antagonist, a compelling villain, you as a writer, as a creator, as an actor, um, make sure to... You as the villain... Do not think you are the villain. You as the villain believe yourself to be the protagonist. The things you do, you do for good reason. The things you do, you may know may be extreme. The things you do, you may be aware that they may harm certain people, but to you... The means may justify the ends. As a villain, the ends are always justified within the mind of the villain, okay? But villain is not necessarily equal to evil. And again, good and evil, there's really no such thing. What the fuck did the camera just do? That was weird is that still recording? Okay. Yeah, there's, you know, Nietzsche, I haven't read it, but beyond good and evil, just the idea that things are not so simple as good or bad, black and white, good versus evil. And that is one of the main themes of breaking bad. And I recognized early on that a lot of the things that happen within this show, at least until like the final season, it's a chain reaction. It's a domino effect. Okay. So Walter went on to hurt people. Probably the person he, the people he ended up hurting the most, were those he loved the most. But he that that harm that he ended up inflicting on them was not intentional. He was very clear, even though at the end he's like, I did it for me. Yes, there is an element, absolutely an element of narcissism, pride, and ego. But what is behind that? Where does that ego come from? Okay. Uh, So he ends up terrorizing the people he loves the most, and they get harmed, or they might get killed. But the whole time, he wanted the best for them. Say he wanted to try to save them. He wanted to try to save them from themselves. It's just that he got caught up in such a Shakespearean, a Greek tragic a miscommunication shitstorm that people ended up getting hurt. And the people that Walter deliberately hurt, those were not good people. Now, I won't say they were evil people, but they were not good people. Those whom he had the fucking, the the neo-Nazis whack in prison, Gus to go whomever else these were not good people and the good people that did get hurt happened because well walter's a really smart guy but he's also fucking stupid too and that stupidity often it came from his his character flaw, you know that 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 tragic flaw, which was his ego. But where did that come from? Okay, so let's back up. Uh, uh, he was basically well, he was raised by his mother. Uh, the only memory he has of his dad was when he, Walter, was like five or six years old and he visits, his mom takes him to visit his dad and his dad is, his mind and body is completely ravaged by Huntington's disease. I think it's called Huntington's disease, which is actually something that Robin Williams had a lot of people say, oh, Robin Williams is tragic. He committed suicide because, he completed suicide because he was depressed. Not necessarily. Yes, he did have depression, but what is often overlooked is that for years, he was, his, his mind and body were being ravaged by Huntington disease. And at a certain point, um, when you're not yourself anymore, when you have no control over your mind or body, If you choose to take your own life, I would say you are justified. Absolutely. Um, You know, the guy was suffering, and he wanted to end the suffering. And that's what happened with Robin Williams. But that's what was happening with Walter White's dad, okay? And uh, Walter was scared of the dad. And uh, and then raised by the mom, and it seemed like they were kind of poor, probably. So then, all right, Walter grows up. He goes to college at Caltech. He studies uh, chemistry or or something, molecular engineering, something. And with his buddy, uh, his buddies, they create a company that they end up calling Gray Matter. Uh, gray matter technologies. Now, what kind of stuff gray matter does, I don't believe is ever really explained. Uh, the only thing that's said is that um, by the time Walter left, they had a few patents pending. Um, but at a certain point, the the woman, I th- what was her name, Gretchen or something, Walter gets in a relationship, but he ends up Something goes south with the relationship and he ends the relationship and ends up leaving gray matter technologies and, you know, only getting, you know, selling his share for $5,000. And then the company goes on to become a multi-billion dollar industry uh, mover and shaker. And the woman that Walter was in the relationship and his, his buddy, they end up getting married and being successful in everything and making billions. Meanwhile, Walter, who could have been a multiple millionaire by now, is stuck um, making, what, 40000 a year, if that, as a, chemist, a high school chemistry teacher at a public school in Albuquerque. And also working a second job at a car wash for a real asshole. And at school, the students don't respect him or anything. And this guy is a fucking genius. Walter White is veritably a genius. And his whole life is just one of what, who was it? Thoreau would describe, I think it was Thoreau, would describe as a life of quiet desperation. His own son didn't respect him. Uh, his wife had no passion. Fuck. His wife was still pining after this this uh, wealthy fucking con man that she used to work with. She's, she's still pining after him. And Walt, meanwhile, is living a meek, quiet life of desperation. And he's basically a floor mat, a doormat. People walk on him. And his life is nothing. And he has just turned 50 years old and learns on that day that he has terminal lung cancer. He's never a smoker or anything. He tried to live a decent, good life and be a decent, good man. And what he gets at the end is a fucking early death sentence. And he snaps. He snaps. And on top of all this, he's got a son who has, um, oh God, um, uh, multiple sclerosis, I think it is. Walter has not, he he got a shit from, from, from birth. He was born a loser, basically. And he's been shit on for life. And now he meets the existential crisis of a, of, of, uh, brought on by the immediate recognition, the immediate acknowledgement of his mortality in the diagnosis of having terminal lung cancer. So things start to change. And this happens all in the first episode. You know, the first episode, the pilot opens with him out in the desert cooking with Jesse. Uh, and then it goes and shows his meek loser Push over life. And and he's got nothing. He, he had no father figure growing up. I mean, it, 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 goddamn, the characters in the show are just so fucking good. But Walter finds out, okay, okay, I'm trying to find my way here. I didn't write out an essay. That's not how this show goes. This is just, just roll with me, baby. Um, w- w- Walter is facing... Uh, um, cancer treatments that he most certainly cannot afford. So his wealthy former colleagues and ex-lover at Gray Matter Technologies find out and offer to pay for Walter's medical bills. Yet for some reason, pride maybe, or maybe it was an existential question that he needed to answer himself, he rejects their very generous offer. They were not being jerks. They were not belittling him. They were trying to be good and do the right thing and offer to pay for his medical bills because he certainly couldn't afford them. And that was a death sentence. And he would leave behind nothing for his family. So this man who had no father growing up, um, he wants to fill that role in his own life. He doesn't want to leave his family the way he feels that his father left him and his mother. He doesn't want to do that. And now he sees that he himself is following in his father's footsteps, a a broken, sick, uh, ill, wasted, quote unquote, wasted life with no meaning. And that leaves Walter with options. He could accept it and keep going with life the way he, he had been, which was clearly unsatisfying to him, or he could live. This begs this this uh, conjures up the uh, the thing, but that line by uh, Camus, Albert Camus, What is it? Something like the question of suicide, the ultimate question of existence. And And Camus is often, he's like adjacent. Uh, he's neighbors to existentialism. Camus is absurdism. You know, you, 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 you create meaning and you do things even though you know and accept that it is ultimately meaningless and foolish and a struggle. You do it anyway, and that is the quintessence of absurdity. Accepting two things at once to be true for the simple sake of making life bearable. So the ultimate existential question for Camus is... Should you or should you not kill yourself? So, uh, in, in some book, I forget which one it is, but it's a famous quote. You will see it. Uh, should I kill myself or go buy a coffee? I think I shall. I think I shall buy a coffee. Or another thing is like, imagine Sisyphus uh, happy. You know, Sisyphus, who must for all eternity push a boulder up a hill only for the boulder to roll back down and for him to trudge down the hill and push it back up again for all eternity. Imagine Sisyphus happy. So Walter is now facing a uh, his own mortality and says, you know what? I could just die or I could live before I die. And he chooses to live. So, there's some things happening here. One, he want he does, he wants to leave something for his family after he's dead because he doesn't have anything for them right now. He wants to leave them something monetary and something mentally and emotionally. He wants to leave them with the memory that he did everything he could to provide for them, to make them like him, to remember him well, to not be scared and pity him the way he feels toward his dad, frightened and pity. He doesn't want that. He wants to be remembered better. And that's, that's ego, that is ego, but it's understandable. I get it. And also the thing is, I do feel he is justified in that ego because we live in a capitalist society and it is not, it is not at all easy for the poor, even the middle class. If you're not filthy rich, if you're not fucking rich, then you're struggling. Uh, and, and they are most certainly struggling. The white family Um, so it makes sense that he wants to get money for them, uh, and it also makes sense to me that he chooses to, say, uh, reject the money offered him so that he can do something with his life, so that he can have a fucking reason for living, at least in the few months he has before he dies. And so he goes and lives. He starts cooking with Jesse. Jesse and he's doing the thing that he's good at, the thing that brings him joy, and that is chemistry. He is making something using science, and he makes a product that ends up being the best in the world. The blue meth, the Heisenberg crystal, pure 96% up to 98% pure ice. He makes a damn fine product. And he's proud of that. Uh, and yeah, is it, is it immoral that he ends up getting into the meth business? I mean, that question, it, it, the show questions that, like the morality of, say, the war on drugs or what is regarded legal and illegal. There's an episode in which um, Walter's talking to his brother in law, Hank, at a cookout. And Hank gives who, Hank, who works in the fucking DEA, and is uh, what a great actor. I, I, I don't know the actor's name who played Hank, but what a great fucking cop. He, he understood the assignment, he played the angry little thumb of a police officer, of a fucking pig. He played that character to a T. So Hank gives, uh, uh, Hank hands and smokes himself uh, a Cuban cigar, which is illegal. And Walter says, these are illegal, aren't they? And Hank just shrugs and was like, "Yeah, I won't tell if you don't. And Walter says, Don't you, do you not feel some kind of conflict, especially in your career path as a DEA? You're dealing with a substance that the DEA, that the law, regards as illegal. And Hank says some stuff, but he doesn't really know how to respond to it and at the same time they're also drinking some some liquor just some cocktails just sipping on some like some neat whiskey and walter brings up look at this whiskey you know not that long ago what 80 years ago this was illegal too but it's legal now who knows and, you know, Hank's being a cop, and he's like, what? What are you going to tell me next? You think weed should be legal? And Walter says, ah, no, that's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say here is what is regarded as legal and illegal, a a good substance or a sinful substance is arbitrary. And Hank really doesn't agree with that. But the thing is, he doesn't know what he agrees with. He's just going along with the law and doesn't really want to question why is this, why is law one way or another? Why does it change? Why does law exist, especially in terms of chemistry, especially in terms of substances? Now, there's a whole path I'm looking at right now as I say that, and I'm resisting going down it. But um, all I'm going to say is Portugal. Portugal's doing it right. Portugal, in, in regards to illicit substances and what to do with it, they're doing it right. You cause more harm making something illegal and punishing people for using certain substances, you make those substances and communities, the lives of people, so much more dangerous and worse off by making it um, criminal and punishable. Um, Whereas, if you just view it as, say, just a substance and view addiction and stuff like that as a health issue rather than a morality issue, if you viewed it as a health issue, you would improve so, so, so many lives by leagues and bounds. But continuing to say something is immoral and bad, and to just punish someone for having an addiction rather than looking at why would someone use a substance, you do a lot more harm and you perpetuate this fucking law and order, you know, this fucking cops and criminals game, this arbitrary game. To say keep meth illegal and punishable Instead of say decriminalizing it and making sure to you know provide places uh, you know education and if, if look if someone's going to do something if someone's going to drink if someone's going to use a drug they're going to do it. You can't just scare people into not doing it. You can't. I mean, you can. You can punish, but it's coercive, and it's it's delusional. It's controlling and it's violent. It does. It causes more harm. Instead of just accepting that this person wants to use this thing, what can I do to... I mean, if they're going to use it, they're going to use it. So if there's something that I'm going to do about it, why don't I try to reduce risk here? Say what they're doing in Portugal with people who do intravenous drugs there are places where they can go. They're not threatened by the police. They're not threatened with debt or jail time or punishment. Instead, they are provided with clean, um, oh, I can't think of the word, apparatuses, clean needles and, and health services and mental health services. They have easy access to rehab services that don't cost anything. And What's happened is that like the number of like drug related crimes and the number of addiction in general has gone down a shit ton because it's, they're viewing it as what it is, is a health issue. But in the United States, oh no, 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 no. This is an extremely punitive and violent country. And Breaking Bad explores that, and Walter White explores that. I think Walter White was, he, he did extreme things, yes. He did some things that were harmful, yes. But was he evil? Did he do this stuff for the express reason of harming people? Was he trying to exploit uh, uh, any certain type of people, like say Hitler? I-, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say Walt was evil at all. If anyone, Tuco was evil. If anyone, uh, Jesse Plemons' character, the fucking neo Nazis, they were evil. When you take or, or someone like. Hitler is evil subjugating a minority subjugating a certain type of people and doing so without regard you know with a with a lack of when you, when you do something to subjugate certain kinds of different people people who are different than you when you do something without regard to uh, Emotions w- w- without empathy or for the express reason to hurt because you derive pleasure from hurting people. That's not what Walter did at all. I say the original enemy, the real evil in the show, is the punitive, violent, capitalist United States system. Would Walter have gone down the path he took were it not for for profit, private, medical care if 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 there were you know, I mean, the show's confusing for so many other fucking countries where they have national health care, universal health care. The show, unless they really understand how fucking scammy and fucked up the United States is, the show can be a little confusing. It's like, well, this dude's getting free healthcare. Why? Why would he go and do all this stuff? But no, the linchpin here, the beginning is, say, Walter had to find a way to afford his treatments. Walter also had to face the fact that he might die quite soon, And that he wanted his family not only to view, you know, have a kind memory of him, but he also wanted their lives to be easier. He didn't want them to have to suffer because it is not easy being poor. It's very expensive and and demeaning and it's it's defeating. He wanted a better life. For his wife and child, so he he started doing the thing, and he went and he lived life. Jesse, Jesse, he loved Jesse. He viewed Jesse as his son. At every turn, he was trying to save Jesse. Save when he stood there and 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 did nothing to uh, prevent Jane's overdose or or to save her life he says that he did it because surely uh, she would was going to overdose anyway and she was going to take Jesse with her frankly from the things from the way she started acting especially toward the end of her life I see no reason I I I, there's no way that that's not what would have happened. I think Walt was right. Um so who's to say that Walt was not justified or if he was justified. I I I I say yeah, he did save Jesse's life that life that night. And then later when he poisons the boy, Walter, he knew Of course he fucking knows what to give the boy and why. And he's trying to save him from from Gus fraying. Gus Gus was not evil. Not at all. Um, If anything, I think Gus was Walter's equal. But Walter ended up being the alpha, being the bring being the real predator, which was just fucking amazing the way it's done that entire season. Uh it seems like Walter's like at his wit's end, as if he's the hunted one, but he was the hunter the whole fucking time. And you don't even realize it until the very end. And it's just again one of the many reasons for why Breaking Bad is one of the best goddamn shows ever made. Um, But it did. I think near the end, Gus, yeah, he would have taken out Walter because Walter ended up being that much of a threat. But here's the thing, and here's why I said earlier that Walter is also really fucking stupid. Here's a case example. I think this is all. This is all me. All conjecture here. I think things would have been well and good for Walter with Gus. I think it would have been fine, but Walter, yet again, his ego got in the way and muddled things up because Walter's ego—he didn't like the idea of being yet another employee. He didn't like the idea of what he had to gain being limited by yet another boss. And so Walter starts pushing buttons. And that's when Gus starts viewing Walter as a threat. Um, and so Gus then has to protect himself and his interests. All right? Um... Things would have been well and good. But yet again, Walter, with his existential question of, I want to be the master of my life, he couldn't let that happen. He had to chase his own empire. Walter could have gotten away with things when Hank thought that, um, that fucking weirdo hippie guy was Heisenberg. But no, Walter wanted, he didn't want that 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 notoriety to go to someone else. So he put in uh he put a bug in Hank's ear think saying maybe that dude was a partner, maybe WW was someone else. Maybe Heisenberg is still out there. And that ultimately led to a downfall with Hank. Last night I was talking Emily was like, "Wait, didn't um didn't Walter kill Hank?" No. Walter tried to fucking save Hank, but out of his 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 panic and mis and, and miscommunication, Hank ended up getting killed. And Walter didn't want that to happen. He wanted to save Hank. He wanted to save Jesse. He wanted to save his family. He wanted to he wanted people to have a better life. And he wanted a better life, a better existence, some meaning and accomplishment. For himself. And I personally can identify with that. For my entire life, I've lived with very pressing existential questions. I want something more for my life, I want something great. And I can identify with that in Walter White. The thing is, Walter just had the classic flaw, the hero's flaw, and that was his ego. It got in the way, and it led to panic, and that led to miscommunication, mixed messages, and the miscommunications are what always ended up becoming the tragic outcomes. So... At the end of the day, Walter White, he, he, the only people he hurt intentionally were bad people. They were no good. They were only going to hurt good people, you know? Walt is making this product, it's a drug. Its illegality, it's the, 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 the concept of, it's, of it being an immoral and, and damaging thing is kind of arbitrary. If someone was going to use meth, they were going to use meth. Why not make available, why not make there a product that is exceptional? And he did that. He lived his life. The man fucking lived like that other YouTuber said. Walter White became based. That's it. He just fucking lived his life. He said, you know what? I don't want to kill myself. And there are multiple times within the show, within the run of the show, where he has an opportunity to kill himself. But no, 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 no. He wants to go out like a fighter. He wants to go out with some honor. And ultimately, he does. He does. Horrible things happen to people. I think the most unexcusable thing that happened was just the terror he inflicted on his own family. And again, I don't say that's evil. I think that's more just, I think it was just one time that they show um, he has sex with Skylar and she only does it because he she's terrified of him. I don't know, would that be considered rape like what is the consent there? I don't know. That's the thing that gets really icky right there for me. That's the closest to unexcusable. But at the same time again, there the, no one no one is fucking innocent and no one is guilty in the show. there there is evil but it is most certainly not in Walter White. The man lived. He did what he did for good reason. And he also struggled as we all do. And as every other character within Breaking Bad did, struggled with flaws, heroic flaws. Um, but Walter White was not an evil person at all. And I think he was one of the best characters. And, and the show was uh, just a, a, an exceptional character study. So that's that's all I've got to say on that. I'm going to take a break now and let the camera charge. And then I'm going to record this week's bonus episode. Um I didn't even get to the thing. I might do it in the bonus episode. I, uh, I'm trying to come up with a list of Breaking Bad characters as Dragon Ball Z characters. Actually, you know, why don't I do that real quick? Um, so he, here's my working list of Breaking Bad characters as Dragon Ball Z characters. I was just fucking around when I thought of this. So if if you have anything to add or any revisions to make, let me know. Put it in comments. So, you know, hit me up on social media at James J Asher. Send me a message. Become a patron. Patreon.com slash that thing with James. Support the show. Get access to more shit. Um, send me an email, that thing with James. Uh, go to my Reddit, make a post, R slash That Thing with James. Help me expand on this list. Breaking bad characters as Dragon Ball Z characters. All right. So here we go. Tuco is Frieza. Um, Gus Fring is Cell, specifically Perfect Cell. Skylar is Chi-Chi. Walter is Vegeta. Uh, um, Jesse is either Goku or Gohan. I think he's kind of interchangeable because he, he, he develops a lot. Uh, Hank is definitely Krillin. And so who, who's everyone else? Who is everyone else? Which one's TN? Would that be skinny or somebody <laughs> oh God, who the fuck would, uh, who, oh my God, who would Saul be? Help me expand the list. All right. Uh, I'll catch you next time. Or if you're a patron, just go check out the bonus episode. I love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Bye-bye.